I'm pretty sure if 2020 was a movie, the producers have gone off the rails. So I hope everybody is doing well despite everything that's going on. I hope everybody survived quarantine pretty well. Um, I know the pandemic is still going on. It totally seems like everyone has forgotten about it on a day-to-day level. Like everyone has already stopped wearing, not everyone, but a lot of people have already stopped wearing masks. A lot of people have started going to bars, sort of touching their faces again, stopped washing their hands so frequently because we're super disgusting. Um... So if you are one of those people doing that, um, I mean, I've been one of those people that has already gone out to eat. I still wear my mask in grocery stores. I still uh, wipe off everything. Um, I still wash my hands quite frequently. So um, I'm trying to at least play my part, even though I know that I'm not a person that can necessarily um, show symptoms of the coronavirus. I don't want to pass it on to another person, despite what you guys think. I mean, it doesn't hurt to play your part a little bit. And um, again, it does seem like everyone's already kind of forgotten that the pandemic ever happened. The economy is completely trashed right now. We are slowly recovering. It is definitely an interesting time. I still have no job. So here I am. (laughs) I know um, a lot of things have been occurring, well, besides the entire year. Um, The past three weeks has sparked a lot of tensions in America. Um, Three weeks ago, an unarmed man by the name of George Floyd was murdered um, by a Minneapolis police officer. There were four officers there and um, they were not arrested for murdering him. And that sparked protests all across the world, um, which is actually amazing to see that these people in the UK and um, everywhere across the world, world are protesting the murder of an American man killed by an American police officer. It's um, it's really cool to see that they're on board with us. Everybody is just sick of these injustices. And I know that me, as a white person, um, I do not understand from a personal standpoint, but I have been spending the past three weeks trying to educate myself to the best of my ability and actively trying to partake in the Black Lives Matter movement. I have um, participated in a protest. I have been donating. I have been, um, again, just educating myself. And if you don't have money, like you should be doing all that stuff too, but if you don't have money, there are so many things you can be doing. I mean, protesting is one of them, but if you um, are trying to guess be safe, um, there's a playlist on YouTube that um, all the ad revenue goes towards the Black Lives Matter movement. So that's literally brainless. You can just click on the playlist and let it play in the background and that's it. I had it playing for like 16 hours the other day um, on my iPad until my iPad died. (laughs) But again, I have been doing all those things. I've been trying to educate myself. I know in the episode, um, we talk about the documentary, the 13th a little bit. It's a phenomenal documentary. I recommend everybody watch it. It really, um, it really opens your eyes to the injustices of our systems in America, like the prison systems and, um, the police systems. And I know the movement defunding the police is going around right now. Um, there's a lot of, uh, controversy and tension around that. No matter what your beliefs are, um, I don't just, if you don't, if you don't believe that you should help 
increase the quality of life of others, then who, why are you so selfish? I think, I think that's a lot of people think that way. A lot of people are like, well, why should I help them? I struggle too. No, no, <laughs> that's not what the point of this is. You're not, if you're not struggling because of the, the color of your skin, like if you grew up in a poor household, I can, I can promise you, you probably were not followed around a grocery store being racially profiled. It's just these injustices um, that occur because of the color of people's skin and people in America are done. Um, it is not okay. The police system was um, founded during a time of segregation, racism, and I think actually slavery was still around when the police systems were being, um, were being created and they've been maintained through corruption um, in a way. And of course there's good police officers out there. Um, but that's not the point right now where you're fighting the system or not protesting the little boys and girls that wanted to grow up to serve their, serve and protect their communities as police officers were protesting those little boys and girls that grew up to watch their co co-workers do horrific acts and don't do anything about it and they don't do anything to stop them we're protesting those officers that use um their position of power to support their bigotry and racism we're protesting the system that was created like i said in a time of um, blatant racism and segregation. So if you don't support reform and if you don't support the getting rid of the injustices that are built into our systems, then I, again, I just, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with your life, to be honest. But I guess I'll transition into what this episode is about. So um, I'm really happy that I was able to meet Megan. Megan is from the UK. She runs the Instagram account, Small Boobs Are Badass. So I guess I'll explain my story a little bit as to how I found her account. I know I explained it a little bit in the episode, but I'm not sure if it was very clear. I um, have small boobs myself, and um, I never really was too concerned about them for a long time until I end of high school throughout college, I became more and more insecure about my body because um, I followed a lot of fitness accounts. I followed a lot of accounts that had girls that had big butts and big boobs and were just beautiful, um, gorgeous people and I wanted to be like them and I was always insecure about um, being intimate with people. I didn't want them to judge me for like how small my boobs are or I didn't want them to just kind of have it in the back of their head like, ooh, I wish I could grab her her boobs <laughs> because they're, um, I guess, not, not really a handful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was really looking into getting a boob job for the past couple of years and I talked about it to many people. My guy friends were definitely into it because... Um, they're men and not to, um, justify what they're saying, but they didn't really help whatsoever. They're just like, well, if you get a boob job, can I touch it? But whatever. Um, my female friends were kind of a little bit opposite. They wanted to have me wait 
Um, and I kind of decided for myself that I'm going to learn how to love myself and learn how to love my body the way it is before I decide to do something like that. And so that's how I kind of found her account. I looked up um, small boob accounts and she was the first person that popped up. And it's an amazing, beautiful account that promotes women with small boobs and promotes women with like kind of any type of boob. Like if they had a mastectomy from cancer, um, it shows their scars, it shows their stories, their journeys. And it's really beautiful. And I was so happy to talk to her. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. You guys also get to listen to our wonderful tangents talking about Donald Trump, uh, not in a political sense. Um, we talk about quarantine a little bit. We talk about uh, the differences in how, in pretty much the UK and the US. We talk about our favorite drinks and kind of everything in between. So I hope you guys enjoy. Can I tell you a secret? I'm listening. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Welcome to Flick the Bean Podcast. What's going on, guys? I don't get you women. (laughs) Cue the intro. Cue the intro. Okay, awesome. Okay, so I guess I can introduce myself again. I'm Tiffany. Nice yeah. to meet you. Um, nice to meet you. And then, yeah, you are Megan. Um, yeah, Megan um, from the UK, across the pond. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm Tiffany from the US. It's been an interesting time lately. Um, yeah, I just like, I just oh, I know. Moved. What's it like over there? So I just moved to columbus which is like a big city in ohio um like the northeast area and just in time for like the protests to start and since i'm in a big city there's like i can i can pretty much like see that happening i went to one of them the other day it was pretty small i just kind of wanted to check it out but it's certainly been um i don't know it's been interesting like yesterday i went to there's an area like a strip with bars and all that kind of stuff so I wanted to get some Mexican food and it was uh it was everything was pretty much shut down like everything's boarded up for the most part yeah that's the same like here oh man it's just like it feels like Groundhog Day have you seen that film oh my gosh I love that movie like yeah. yeah it's literally like that is my life right now because um so I'm like living at home at the minute with my parents um and like my desk because I'm still working but my desk is like in my room so I'm literally just like rolling out of bed and just like getting in the chair and just being like this is my entire like world right now (laughs) like these four walls it's just like nuts (laughs) I am I was supposed to transition into the job um during my like once I moved here but COVID decided to come rolling in right as I moved in and uh, I kind of lost that job so I'm like in the in-between for a job right now so I literally have nothing to do all day every day so it does feel like that I wake up what do I want to drink today (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I love the idea of Bailey's uh, breakfast yeah I actually got a mimosa now so I'll be drinking (laughs) yeah literally this glass is like the size of my face oh my god that's how we roll in the UK (laughs) (laughs) but yes Oh, um, I guess uh, I'll explain how I found your account. Um, you yeah. 
Megan have um, the Small Boobs are Badass Instagram account, which when I found that, I'm like, this this is like the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> um, oh, man. Thank you. I was I was like talking to a friend because I had been talking about um, a breast augmentation for like two years. And I was just like, you know, I think I'm going to learn to love myself first and force myself to like love how I am and if I then decide to get like a breast augmentation then I will but first I should learn mm. to love myself so I literally yeah. just typed, typed in Instagram like small boob accounts and <laughs> yours is one of the first oh. ones that popped up I'm like this is so nice um I love how inspiring oh, it is thank you because I think like yeah every girl who has small boobs like even me when I was younger, like I thought about having a boob job as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you have to go through that like really low point. Like I remember it was um, maybe like four years ago or something. I was like 21, I think. And I'm 26 now. I think I always forget my age. It's bad. Um, and it was like around the time, I don't know if you guys have this show, but it was around the time when um, like Love Island and X on the Beach was like around. And me and my boyfriend at the time, like, loved watching those shows. But literally, like, every single girl on there had a boob job. And I was just, like, looking at it like, oh, my God, this makes me feel like I'm really out of place or I'm not, you know, okay with my size. Um, And I remember, like, calling my mum and being, like, crying on the phone and just being like, oh, I need a boob job because I'm not happy, Mm -hmm. da-da-da. and she like talked me down and my boyfriend talked me down from it and I'm so glad they did because I would have regretted it so much now like I would not wish for any other size now and that was like four years uh, it's mad a lot can change um within a few years especially in your 20s I um I had such like a mixed review when it came to talking to people about getting a boob job I uh like all my guy friends were like, well, we'll help you pay for it if you let us, if you let us like touch really? it. <laughs> but then, a lot oh my of, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of the girls were like, uh, I don't know. I think you should wait a little bit. And my aunts were pretty supportive, but they're like, just wait, just wait a little bit. See how it goes. Like, see how you feel in a yeah. few years, which I'm glad that um, I'm doing that, I guess, because, you know. I'm learning to love myself <laughs> for how I am. Yeah, and I think oh, that's good. Oh, I'm proud of you, man. But like, it's weird because then, like, all my friends, um, well, my two best friends, like, they've got like big boobs, and like now, I don't know. I kind of like standing out for being small. Like, I quite like being like the flat-chested one because um, they still look amazing. Like, they they, they suit that on their body. But, like, I can't even imagine what I'd look like. Because you've seen, like, they are literally, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they're, they're even on there. <laughs> but I think I just, like, suit them now. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't wish for anything else now. It's, yeah. I'm uh, I'm literally the, only five foot two. Sony part. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Are you? Oh. Yeah, so... Oh, you're so, like, you're tiny. I am <laughs> tiny, so I couldn't really imagine myself with any larger boobs either. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I never Whereas wanted I'm... anything massive. I just wanted like a small hmm. enhancement. But I guess I don't know. Most people, not most. I think a lot of people that get them usually regret them. I know you were telling me about that. That's what happened to your friend, right? Yeah. So like, 
so I kind of had that low point when I was crying on the phone to my mum and then a few years after that I was kind of like gaining more and more confidence and then I was quite happy with my size by then and then I met up with a friend that I literally had not seen for like years and years um and she'd always been like the same size as me and then I met her and like realized that she had had um like a boob job and I just kind of asked her why because I was I always thought she was amazing and like beautiful in my own eyes um and I was like oh you know uh like what made you kind of decide to do that and she just oh god it was really sad actually and it really, really like made me emotional because um she was like oh I just never felt like feminine or womanly enough and I never felt like I was enough for like my partners or like guys and stuff and then she said that's why she got them but then she said you know they're still not make they're still not um like what's the word like correcting the insecurity like she still feels insecure about it and I just I was just like angry I was like annoyed at the world because that it it made her feel like that, like so unworthy that she had to change something about herself. And that's why I started the page really. So I was like, I just want somewhere where girls can go and feel good about being small. Which I definitely Yeah, it's quite like traumatic. Um <laughs> I, it is really sad that the world we live in puts like women in a box and you should be the shape and the size, you should look like this, make sure you wear makeup all that kind of stuff and yeah. then we get shamed for I guess revealing too much skin but also you want to show a lot of skin mm. oh there was that video um I can't remember the actress's name but she is Miranda in Sex and the City oh, okay. have you seen that um, program yeah. so she made she made like a video and it was called oh god my memory's so bad um be a woman they said I think I don't know if you've seen it but no. she basically does like a speech and it's all about what you were saying like oh be more sexy but don't be too sexy and wear makeup but now you look like a like a slut and it was like a, oh I'll have to send it to you because it's brilliant and that's literally like how women feel like we can't win <laughs> no never when I was at a family dinner I was arguing with my family because I remember as a kid I was a really big tomboy. Like, I was just practically a boy. I'm still almost a 12-year-old boy for mm -hmm. most of the time. Um, oh, my God. But anytime I would put on clothes that showed my butt, or not showed it, but, you know, emphasized it. Yeah. Or uh, I'm, like, like imagining a... jeans with, like, cut-out butt bits. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that. No, uh, like, spandex <laughs> or uh, really tight tights. My mom would just be like, like, what are you doing? You don't do that you're you're gonna get raped mm. wearing those kind of clothes like oh kind of like yeah not meaning she meant to be a loving mom but she was kind of like victim blaming at the same time and my sister right now is actually only 14 years old so she's going through the phase of wanting to wear more revealing clothes and my mom keeps saying yeah. stuff to her i'm like stop you're making like don't make her so inse insecure about her body because like i felt yeah i felt like i was so self-conscious throughout high school and into college um because of that and I had an experience actually like a few years ago I was visiting an old um, instructor of mine and the school it was like an old it was a high school um, I forgot how high schools are here <laughs> like you can't show your shoulders you can't show 
really? cleavage, but I don't have boobs, so it's not even cleavage. It's just like a deep V kind of like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're very just show, uh, like the ribs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I go in there <laughs> to visit my instructor and. Um, I get sidetracked I'm talking to another instructor and this lady comes like whipping around the corner and is like what are you doing here you should be ashamed of yourself look at what you're wearing that is disgusting and I was wearing a baggy I was like wearing a baggy jumpsuit so it was just like it was straps but the rest was like super baggy Um, it kind of looked like overalls in a sense (laughs) yeah not it just she got so furious with me and kicked me out of the school and my aunt works at that same school so a day later she explained how the dean of the school um yelled at the instructor he's he's like you of all people should not be shaming a like a woman a woman uh for how they dress but ever since then i've just yeah I've thought about that experience a lot because I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I couldn't imagine someone who actually did have boobs if they were wearing the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it was, it was. Um, That's mad. Because oh. mm-hmm. I think like your school system is um, a lot more, because um, I haven't really, I don't know, obviously from personal experience, but I've watched stuff like 13 Reasons. And I know oh. that's like the extreme end uh-huh. of like the psychological horror that happens. But I think it's more, like you guys have a lot more pressure I think than we have here because we have like uniforms up until we're like 17 so we have to be covered like everyone's the same until 17 so I think like things like bullying is and like being judged on how you look is a lot less because there's not much to like pick on so yeah you guys have it a lot worse I think than we do yeah it depends on which school you go to um we do have private schools in which uniforms are required but i went to a public school so um it was a free-for-all but we had a dress code in the sense of you can't wear tights you can't wear tank tops you can't wear hats um but but if you were a girl that didn't have a butt or didn't have boobs you can get away with wearing that kind of stuff the girls in our class that had developed boobs at like a young age got in trouble all the time for wearing the same stuff like I would be wearing so they always yeah I don't think they did it intentionally but they always targeted uh specific females all the time oh wow because I do feel sorry for um like some women who have big boobs and they just like you get unwanted attention just because you're like born that way um whereas like I feel lucky that I don't have that like I have to go out my way to to make get myself attention. look sexy but I can look <laughs> yeah but I can like look like a Mormon if I want to as well so <laughs> that's like yeah whereas they don't have a choice almost do they that's how I feel. I always um, plan out my clothes when I want to go for a walk. I'm like, I don't want to attract any attention because <laughs> men here will just like, they'll uh, drive next to you while walking and just be like, do you want someone to walk with? Do you, can I take you out? And I'm like, what? I'm just trying to go for a walk right now. Please, <laughs> please leave me. Yeah I'm, just, yeah, I'm just like exercising. Like, let me like, leave me alone. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I always think like, because they, they do that here, but maybe not as intense but like builders I know that's like a stereotype but most of the attention unwanted attention is like from builders on scaffolding and they're like hey babe do you want to like in, do you want to come home with me or something and I actually wonder what would happen if you were like yeah mate let's go like I bet they'd just like shit their pants <laughs> I was just saying that the other day um I was on a walk with my roommate and the 
this car pulled up and asked if we had boyfriends and I I lied I'm like yeah we both we both have boyfriends and they're like well do you want friends and I I looked at him and I walked up real close to the car and I was like I don't know are you a creep like oh my god and he's like no 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 and I'm like well typically a random stranger that pulls up in a car to like harass a girl is a creep so like I appreciate the offer, but have a good day. And I start. Oh my god, away. that's good, man. I'm and proud of you. That's good. More girls should do that. I I just think a lot of guys are used to girls ignoring it or just like flicking them off. Um, and I've started yeah. to engage and be like, no, I am a real person, and this is what you're doing to me. So this, I'm going to show you how this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you're going to say that stuff, expect something to be said back and then have to deal with it. Because usually, yeah, like you say, they just think we're, like, silent and walk away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. I like that story. Yeah, I did uh, I did tell my friend, though, like, what you said. I, w- I wanted to be like, okay, yeah, let's go out. Let's go Let's go get a drink. <laughs> and I wanted to see the reaction. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't do that because I didn't want to weigh the odds <laughs> of them being dangerous. Oh, so, like, I um, listened to your podcast yesterday. Oh boy. Like your first episode. That was rough. Yeah, so I was like working. <laughs> no, it was good. But I was um so I was working, like typing away, like la la la, and then had it on my speaker. Um and so because I'm living with my family, my mum's like down the corridor in the spare room, like working as well. So usually I have my music on and she's like listening to it and she's like loving life. And then I had your podcast on and I was like, I'll have it the same volume, it'll be fine. And then <laughs> what was it? Um you you guys are talking just like normally about like stuff it was you know it was like personal and stuff but it was it was fine and then I think what was it it was like when did you last like climax and it was like really loud (laughs) and I was like turn the volume down because my mom's gonna hear this and (laughs) I was like if she listens to that she'll be like what are you what are you listening to like Megan Megan like come on but yeah, I then had to explain to her, I was like, in case you heard the word climax, mum, it's because I listened to this podcast, da, da, da. but it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the first three episodes were definitely a test run. I had uh, my friend Matt help me out and um, I kind of kicked him out because he, not not literally. <laughs> he's great. I love him. But um, he just loves to be all over the place and just say whatever he wants. And I'm trying to be a little bit more regimented. So come the fourth episode, I'm, I'm trying to stick to specific topics. Um, it's been a learning yeah. curve doing all of this, uh, doing the Skype uh, podcast episodes. And uh, because of this quarantine and then the protest, I because I'm so new, I just I like set it to the side a little bit to settle into my apartment and really figure out how the direction I want to take the podcast because I don't want it to be um, like repulsive. I want it to be a little bit more factual and uh, and uh, confidence boosting. Yeah, no, that's good. I think it's a really good idea. I think it's nice to, um, yeah, that you're kind of creating a space where you can talk about like sex and relationships and um, um, like mental health and stuff. And it mm-hmm. feels, because I think it's so taboo, isn't it? Um, I just want people to be open about their sexuality yeah. and what they're thinking. Uh, I think people are just a little more happy when they feel confident about talking about um, more personal things, I guess. Uh, we make, especially in the U.S., sex and all that kind of stuff is super taboo. So um, I know is there's other, yeah, there's, there's other podcasts that talk about it too, but um, 
I just wanted to get my own take on it. And um, again, people are like really body shamed here. Um, women are sexualized, but they're not allowed to talk about sex. Uh, again, like walking down the street, you have to wow. be careful what you're wearing because you don't want to attract too much atten- attention. But then you get like, um, if you don't dress well enough, then you get uh, criticized. So um, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, live through my 20s and <laughs> at least uh, mm-hmm. keep the my integrity alive, I guess. Yeah, no, you're doing a good job. I need to listen to other stuff, really. Yeah, the last episode, that's where we talked about um, what it's like to be on antidepressants and being in relationships and having sex and how it inhibits um, orgasms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that was wow. a nice one. Uh, the girl definitely has been through a lot, so it was really fun talking to her about her take. Yeah. I've never, I've never been on an antidepressant, so um, it was interesting seeing her perspective, and it's something I don't think I'll um, experience anytime soon. Yeah, I've never been on them, because um, in the UK as well, we don't have like, like I've got um, a friend in the US, and she's got like a therapist, and it's quite common, isn't it, to have like a therapist there? Mm-hmm. But here, it's almost like that is like your last resort. Mm-hmm. So you only have like a therapist when you're really, really struggling. So a lot of um, like issues that you have here, you kind of just have to like work through them by yourself. So like all my insecurities with my boobs when I was younger, like I didn't even include my mom or my boyfriend until like years and years later. Mm-hmm. So it's like really hard to to like change your mindset on your own. Um I think that's quite like a tough issue here like especially with guys as well like guys are like if they talk about their feelings here I don't know if it's the same in the US but um it's almost like they're just told to like man up Mm -hmm. so I think only recently it's kind of got more common to actually be able to talk about how guys are feeling especially no it's the same thing here absolutely um i think it's kind of a movement almost just for again people to be more open especially men um and it's becoming more of a thing i guess to yes you should go see a therapist like don't hide it don't stuff it inside definitely see a therapist we're here for you um there's a growing community around that for sure uh but there's still those old-fashioned people i guess yeah and i think with um because your sister's 14, isn't she? Yes, yeah. Is she 14? Yeah. Yes. So is she just coming onto like social media and stuff like that? Or has she been on there for like oh a while? Oh my gosh, she's been on there since she started walking, I swear. Um, it's, really? It's really weird watching her be on social media uh, because she likes to post selfies. She likes to post like mirror pictures. And I'm like, Taylor, you're only, oh, four- yeah. you're only 14. <laughs> like, I, I like I like that you're doing that but also you should be outside playing um she's matured a lot compared yeah. to compared to how I was when I was 14 I was reading books all the time and just a straight up tomboy and she's definitely a girly girl that's already had like three boyfriends and gotten into oh trouble oh my god oh my god I was the same as you yeah so I was like really really nerdy like really nerdy like still nerdy still nerdy but like it's like more of a secret nerd now but um so I was like in the most unpopular group in school because um we were the ones that wanted to still play like tag around the school and like play games and not wear makeup and not dye our hair and stuff um and we were kind of like picked on 
because of that but I'm like glad I had that now because I was a kid for like up until I was like 15 probably and then I discovered makeup and then wore like blue eyeshadow every day and it was awful (laughs) that was the trend for sure (laughs) but like I'm glad I had yeah but I think like we're because we're similar age aren't we and then we've almost been lucky to like just miss the social media like saga because I think I only got Facebook when I was like 17 or something whereas kids are getting it like really really early now aren't they well actually kids aren't even getting facebook now that's not the cool thing to get that's for old people. oh really that's what oh, my sister like says snapchat yeah it's 100 percent snapchat and instagram and tiktok all that kind of stuff oh um, i don't understand snapchat at all like I, I had snapchat when it first came out and um it was back when, I don't know if it's the same now, but it's when you could send a picture, but that picture like lasts like 10 seconds or something. It's the same thing. And I, yeah, like I got a picture and it was like of um, this girl that I knew from school. I say no, I knew who she was. I, I was not close with her. And it was like her in the bath. Um, I don't know how she took this picture, actually. She must have like had like really super long arms. But it was like her in the bath. Her legs were like spread and like I could literally like see inside, basically. And then she messaged me after. Me, oh, so sorry. I said to you, and I was like, delete, like delete in Snapchat. Never going on there again. Like that trauma. I'm Traumatic. not. I can't have that again. <laughs> wow, I've never been accidentally sent a yeah. nude from another girl. Um, <laughs> I know I still have Snapchat now. It's still the same thing. You, you, um, pretty much take a photo of yourself and send it to the other person but it's more become a form of like messaging um there's a messaging side of it just like in facebook or instagram oh, really um and i think that's taken over text messaging almost like a lot of people go to snapchat to message a friend instead of uh texting them i think it depends on what they're talking about but yeah it's really weird watching my sister grow up with all that because i think it's quite i think like younger generations like below us they're gonna have a lot more pressure um to like be a certain way like if I got Instagram like a personal Instagram when I was like 12 or something I'd be so like messed up by now I swear <laughs> I mean, your entire like, really life bad. is documented every aspect of yeah life. Uh, but I guess uh pivoting back towards um talking about your account how long ago did you make it um I think it was like oh like last year in like February time it feels like longer than that it feels like it's been like my life because I feel like it's like my child like I'm not a maternal person but I just like it is like my son that page um so I think it's been yeah just over a year that's awesome it's really blown up then if it's uh only been a year yeah I mean I've not really um like tried to grow it it's kind of just like grown itself I think because um when I started um, there wasn't many pages that were about small boobs anyway. Um, but now I think a lot of girls have started their own up, which is amazing. Like there's such a big network network now even. Um, but when I first started, it was kind of like one of the only ones. So I think it just got popular because it was like really niche. Yeah. Like, for example, if you have like a fitness page, if you start a fitness page now, because there's like a billion people doing fitness, like it's probably going to be a lot harder to growing for it to get noticed so yeah i had no idea that would happen though so like no idea it would get luck i guess good timing in your part Um, yeah 
do you think uh since you're pretty much the page is um supporting women with small breasts and teaching them to love themselves it looks like on on your stories you post another person's story about themselves is that is that right yeah so um so on my page I like interview other women so like most of my pictures of of the girls are you know I've approached them in a direct message and been like you know you're really confident or you look amazing with your boobs do you mind if I post your picture and I always ask if they can answer a question or want to write something or something like that so a lot of my content actually isn't written by me it's um either written by them or the odd thing uh, from me but yeah it's kind of like a hub of other people's stories really it's never been like a personal thing it's more like sharing as many different women and their experiences as possible really yeah that's what I but yeah sometimes most yeah my stories go a bit off piece sometimes (laughs) like it'll just be like something that I've like found or found interesting so yeah that my stories are probably a bit less small boobied related sometimes <laughs> I, I i love them it's all about i don't know confidence and uh, again loving yourself yeah um i think i mean you have yourself on there a little bit on your actual on your actual posts your feed yeah yeah sometimes yeah <laughs> you're like not often yeah i mean uh I, I always get really nervous to be fair like when i post myself like the first one i did um i think was in the summer like a few months after i started it because I was like, people were like, what do you look like? And can we see your face? And that's not their voices. So that's a terrible impression. <laughs> but, um, and I was like, I should, you know, if you're preaching self-love, you should be able to be out there. So that's when I posted my first one. Um, and I'm getting more confident to, like, I think I just don't want it to be too much about me. Like, I'm conscious of it. You know, it's more about them. So I don't like featuring myself too much. Um, just now and again, just to kind of remind people like who I am and stuff so yeah I think you do a really good job promoting other females and other accounts I always I know I always oh, go thank to, you. I've followed so many people that you've promoted on your account I'm like this person's really cool this oh. person's really cool um <laughs> I love what's branched off from that yeah. um but I guess so do you think that a girl can like learn how to love her small boobs and learn how to love herself and still get to a point and be like, you know, I'm still going to make the decision to get a boob job. And um, do you think like it's having a boob job is okay overall, as long as it doesn't decrease your quality of life? Um, I missed the last bit of that. Sorry, you broke up a little bit. <laughs> oh, um, just uh, as long as having a boob job doesn't decrease the quality of life. Do you think it's still, a, it could oh, be a right. positive thing? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that stays in my mind for, um, um, like, the reason not to get one, I guess, would be um, that you can get breast implant illness. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard yeah. of it, um, but it's actually really common. And so many women actually that follow me are people who have uh, taken them out because they've had like these chronic kind of symptoms for ages and ages and ages. And I think even like the doctors... Um, are kind of trying to not own up to the fact that they're the implants a lot of time um so it's almost like this this thing that's going on that's undetected and you only really know about it if 
other people have experienced it and things so I guess that's the only thing that I'd say to think about um if you want them is just whether or not it would impact your health quite a lot um and I guess the uh, the other thing would be as long as you're getting them for maybe the right reasons so um not to maybe cover up an insecurity but maybe to to do it for yourself more um because I do think that once you start on that path of I'm going to alter myself you know will you then find something wrong with your face that you'll want to change and you'll want to have um lip injections or I think as long as you're kind of in control of those feelings I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing I'd never recommend it but I get why people would do it definitely yeah as long as you're not getting that outside pressure to do it and it's coming from um, yeah something you want really from uh within yeah I guess I guess that makes sense I did uh research a little bit into um how it can negatively impact your health getting uh I guess boob breast implants and um yeah, I wonder if the technology has gotten better nowadays. Uh, I don't know if you talked to any of the girls and they had it recently and that's happened, or it's typically something that was from like 10 years ago. Um, so some have been recent. So some have been as recent as like last year. Um, wow. And a lot of girls that I talked to, to haven't had that. So they're experiencing the symptoms like now. Um, I don't know if it kind of, um depends on what type of ones you get or your body type I don't think there's they know a lot about it really it's kind of like um pot luck almost like you get yeah. them and then it's like will I get the symptoms or I don't know so, oh, that's so yeah scary. it's quite hard to like predict at the minute yeah that's the thing that yeah so because I get a lot of women that kind of message me and say you know I'm feeling really down and I think I'm going to get breast implants and I always kind of and like recommend pages that talk about it because I don't think it's like a well commonly known thing now so I think as long as they're aware and I guess you can always get them taken out you'll have some scars but you know it's not like the end of the world so yeah it's not like you have them in forever and you can never remove them again so no um so I worked at a gym for three years and I feel like so many of the um like the older women probably in their like 40s and 50s all had them I swear it was like a club of just boob jobs really Um, oh wow they all loved them (laughs) um but I guess there are some of the few that never had any um negative side effects from that I think in the fitness world as well so like um I used to have so I used to be a personal trainer a couple of years ago so I started a fitness page um but what I found was like so many women on there I think because when you're um, working out and stuff, you obviously lose like fat and stuff and, you know, they go from your boobs. I mean, I had nothing to lose from that anyway, so I didn't hmm. I didn't have, have like a problem with that. But um, a lot of women in the fitness industry have implants put in because they get so lean that they lose their boobs. And I think like that world is quite, um, who was it I was talking to? There was a woman um, the other day who messaged me and she was like, she said, oh, I'm, I've got a fitness page and, you know, I've got small boobs and I find there's so much pressure for me to get boob job because every single woman has pretty much that she's like followed. So I think that they, that like circle of Instagram is very um, boob jobby, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I find it hard to follow a lot of fitness accounts because it's just putting that um, that 
perspective out there that you should look like that. Um, and I've never had a mm. problem with my weight. I've always been a small person that has like a naturally fit body, but there's always that pressure to get a bigger butt, get a leaner waist. Oh yeah. Be- become the butt don't thing be- is <laughs> yeah, it's a huge trend right now. Like, don't be too muscular, but like be a little bit. Um, but mm. luck- luckily, all the f- most of the fitness accounts that I follow now, all the girls other than having a large butt, <laughs> have pretty small boobs and they own up to it. They're just like, yeah, this is my body and I love it how it is. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, like I follow, what's her name? I follow Grace Beverly and she has, she has really big boobs, but like what I like about her is like she's not like stick thin and she's quite like um, like unapologetic about, you know, not being super muscly or having a six pack and stuff. So she's got a really good like just love yourself kind of vibe to her I like her uh I think I was as we move into um I guess the middle of 2020 and um into 2021 I think it's becoming more of a trend of just accepting your it has been actually for the past few years of accepting your body how it is there's all these accounts that are popping up um in regards to um like plus-sized women owning up to their bodies and uh any accounts like that showing your cellulite showing small boobs all that kind yeah. of stuff is becoming popular which is good absolutely yeah. i think that's brilliant there's um i think she's called body posy panda her name's megan do you know have you heard of her um i don't think so what is it again i think she's big yeah she's big in the uk so it's like body posy panda is her like handle and she's a girl called megan and she's like a uh, mixed race but um, she's like plus size and she's just like really um, like not fake at all. Like she's really, really real. Um, and she's all about like just be who you are no matter what you look like, how weird you are. Like she's really positive. Like she's brilliant. I think I know who you're talking about. I don't know why I'm failing at looking her up um, now that you're explaining it a little bit more. Um I don't know. Like she does like dances in her pants and stuff, and it's just like the best thing ever. (laughs) Maybe I don't. Then I don't. I I feel like I follow someone that's like that. Um, I've I've absolutely been um, loving the that trend, Um, but there's always that underlying. uh, You still should look like this, but Mm. I I guess this new there's a lot of stuff. I guess movements happening because of like the body positivity movement, uh, like uh, Victoria's Secret. I think they got rid rid of their fashion show because of that. Um, I don't know if you did. Know- they? Yeah, yeah. I think they didn't. Oh have- wow! Not because of COVID, but they didn't. They didn't have this year's fashion show. I think they're just getting rid of it forever because um, all the Victoria's Secret models were always uh, really thin. Stick and- thin. Yeah. 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 And people kind of were like, this isn't a realistic image of what a woman should look like. I think, like, the only industry, well, maybe not the only industry, but, like, um, the industry that I still feel don't show, like, normal people is, like, films and, um, like, maybe not so much TV series, but, like, films. Mm -hmm. So, like, they never show really just an average, not average, but a normal-looking person that you can relate to. Because I think I watched um, the. So when I was growing up, I never saw, and this is kind of where my insecurity stemmed from as a kid. 
So you never really saw, you know, in films they'd always have like the hot girl and she'd always have like the boobs and stuff and be mm-hmm. like ridiculous. Um, so I always thought, oh my God, like I never see anyone that I relate to. And the only one recently that I can remember that showed actually a girl with like really small boobs was um, the TV series called Normal People. Yeah, have I haven't watched it? it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, it like that was the only one literally in my memory that I can even think of that she showed the main lady was um really flat chested and they had like sex scenes and stuff and she was just like wearing them like with pride and stuff and I was just like this is good like this is what they should show more like I wish I saw that when I was a kid like I think that industry needs some tweaking still um yeah I'm gonna have to put that on my list to watch um yeah do it it's weird too though because I have seen I can't think of anything in particular right now but whenever I do see a TV show or a movie that has a very normal main character I like have this instinct to be like well why why doesn't she look like this like that will that will pop in my head for a second oh, I'll be really? like what why am yeah. I say, why am I thinking that like this is a good thing <laughs> this is someone yeah. I can relate to but I think I have that um, idea instilled in me that it should be like a Megan Fox type um, or yeah. or Jennifer Lawrence or uh, Jennifer Aniston type uh, body. Yeah. There's um oh there's this other show. I'm just giving you loads of shows now that you need to like write down and watch. Like you're like lockdown life is going to be sorted now. But um, there's this other one called Shrill. And it's like about a plus size girl. I think it's on the BBC. Like so BBC iPlayer. I don't know if you guys get that. Um but she's like size 18 or 20 and she's just so funny but like it's just nice to see that body just like in such a good character as well it's yeah it's really good you need to watch that as well that's okay. on your list uh shrill, <laughs> shrill and normal shrill. people normal people yeah okay i have nothing to do with my life so i'll definitely watch it <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good see the we have like the australian actress um rebel wilson I think that's her name. Yes. Yeah. Love I, her. She's so great. The U.S. though, she's just like perceived. I mean, I I don't know if she's perceived the same way everywhere else, but uh, she's just like this the fat girl that's supposed to be funny, and she's not really, like she acts overly sexual. But um, I think the more movies <laughs> she comes out in, it's more um, like no, she can have a boyfriend, she can fall in love. But I think yeah, the, a lot of the other stuff she's been in is like no, make fun of the fat girl. Yeah, because I think it was she in Bridesmaids. Yes, 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 yes. I think that's the first time I saw her. I mean, great film, um, but no, I know what you mean. She was almost like typecast, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. As like the token, like overweight person, I guess. But yeah, because um, my even my one of my friends is like like a curvy girl, and I feel like she probably had some pressure when she was growing up because, um, like you say, it wasn't like celebrated like this movement's mm-hmm. only been around for maybe like the past few years mm-hmm. so i need to talk to her actually about that more but yeah like i've never i've always thought that she was beautiful like she is like stunning i should tell her that i need to text her <laughs> i i was just explaining to my friend yesterday i'm i act like such a flirt in public but it's not really me flirting i just like to compliment people a lot like when i was working at the gym um it's really intimidating for a lot of people to walk into a gym for the first time. And, um, I was always, it would always, I would always make it my mission to make them feel really welcomed and accepted. 
and um i would always compliment people not like overly complimented but um oh that's good though i just always wanted to uh i like when i get complimented and i like how i feel and it makes my day sometimes so i want to be able to pass that on to others and um there's always like this really shy girl that walks in maybe a little bit overweight super intimidated by like a staff at the front desk because we're all pretty fit for the most part and the really fit people at the gym Mm. and i i love just like you are going to be my friend now i'm going to make you love oh that's good working out yeah i'm sad that i don't work at a gym anymore but um i haven't been able to do that lately since i haven't been able to socialize that's such yeah that's such a good quality though because i think that's like the most rewarding part about having my page is like there's something i don't know what it is there's something like really empowering about making other people feel really good about themselves like it's even made me more confident with me like by making them feel confident whereas usually if you're you know before when maybe when I wasn't confident I'd see someone really good looking and be like oh I instantly feel shit because she's obviously amazing but now I'd like go up to her and be like you look amazing and then I'd feel confident as well it's like a weird I don't know what it is there must be some like psychology to it but yeah no I feel the same way and you never know what that person's going through so just that one one compliment while they seem super beautiful to you maybe they don't feel beautiful to themselves um so it's always nice to do that for someone yeah because my mom's like that like my mom is very like like even when we go to like the food um the food shops uh supermarkets oh my god my brain <laughs> um like even when we go there like she'll always like make conversation with like the cashiers and stuff and be like oh uh you know how's your day been and blah blah because I think she's aware that you know they've probably been sitting there all day not having anyone care about their life so she's very much like um what's the word like an empathetic person I think I get that from her so like thanks mum you're wonderful. She's not there, by the way. It looks like I was like looking at her. <laughs> She's listening in. Uh, yeah. no, that's how that's how my aunt um, raised me. My one aunt, she's the most caring person in the world. She owns a restaurant and has worked in the restaurant industry most of her life. So she understands what it's like to be a server and having to deal with um, unruly customers. And uh, so whenever we go out, she's always the nicest person you'd ever meet and I would always make people's day um and she just oh, got so into she, she just got into mission work so she'll be she goes to Guatemala and helps out um the kids there and people there wow and she's she's an inspiring person for me because I'm just I'm not yeah. as nice of a person naturally like it ta- I feel like it takes a little bit more yeah, effort you are. <laughs> well I'm not as nice as she is um my other aunt we call her the general because she's nice but she's very like <laughs> we're gonna do it my way this is what we're gonna do i'm a lot like that like um, yeah so i'm a little uh, are you yeah but i'm a mesh so, of both, i guess yeah um so yesterday was it yesterday i got really into star signs like really into star signs like it was like hours so what's your star sign out of interest like what, um, what is your star sign well then? wait is that like zodiac the zo- your zodiac yeah, yeah so like i'm a leo so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an aquarius oh apparently that means that we get on really well so like leo and aquarius are like dream team awesome. is yeah. leo is uh leo an air sign i think it's fire okay i'm an air sign. you're an air are you um <laughs> 
And then, yeah, an Aquarius, I know I've always had friends that are Geminis. So I, I, I think I get along oh. with Geminis a lot. And then yeah. I think... I, I yeah, think, I got so into it. Uh, I used to be... Um, I'll go through my phases, I'll remember it all, and then I'll forget everything mm. and then rediscover it like a year later. Um, I have a uh, tarot cards. Um, do, do you know oh, those... yeah. yeah. I, I never really knew what they were. Uh, explain them. Those are fun. I don't have them with me. Um, so pretty much each card has a separate image and each image has um, a different meaning to it. And you can kind of like... You could read your future, read your past, read your present. Um, oh, read, my God. Read, like, what your relationship status is right now. You can like, do anything with the cards. Um, That's insane. It really, it's split up between, like, um, there's the swords, the chalices, the wands, and the pentacles. And uh, it's super intricate, and you can go a lot of ways with it. Like, some's attached to water, some's some is attached to air uh similar to zodiac in a way um it's just more in like a material form where you can lay it out and uh read your future or wow whatever. and you know how to do that um very amateurly yes <laughs> oh you should do it on your podcast I, you should have like a section at the end that's like i will predict your future that would be actually pretty if that's what i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things you oh. can do with it um, I haven't done those in a while though. That's another thing. If you don't use it, you lose it. I used to be pretty good at it. Now I'm just kind of like, I'm going to read the pamphlet real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it will be, it will be. Yeah. Just predict like when lockdown will be over, please. Just text me when it'll be over. Once you look at the cards. <laughs> the, um, the area that I moved out of is a really small town and, uh, nobody, nobody during Corona really cared um that this pandemic was going on most of them were actually what? super annoyed yeah that's how it oh i i was um i was very strict when it came to um being safe and quarantining up yeah. until the end um i just didn't i just i'm young i'll probably be, be asymptomatic i did not want to be that person to pass it on to someone else and yeah um, any of my friends that try to hang out with me i'm just like nope <laughs> stay away oh man i i would just i yeah, wanted to play my part yeah because like i i probably would have broken the rules by now i hope there's no police listening if like i wasn't living with my family because like my dad is like 66 and like my mom's like 56 and i don't want to be like the one that like brought it home so if I was on my own, I probably wouldn't be so like cabin fevery, but yeah, I'm like thinking of them kind of thing. Cause I really wanted to go to like the protests, but like, I was like, I'm scared that I'll bring something back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not around any family now. I'm only around my roommate, so I'm not, um, mm. and she doesn't go around anyone. So if we get it, we can just, yeah. uh, weather it out <laughs> together. <laughs> um, Aww. is so are you guys still pretty shut down like how is it there um so yeah we've got um so we're still what are the rules now they change like daily so i think you can meet up with people um up to six people but you need to social distance so it's two meters apart um so like i've been on walks with like friends and stuff and sat in their gardens but all like all like away from each other um 
So the social distancing is like still everywhere. So when you go to like a supermarket, you have to like stay two meters away from everyone. Um, but I think they're looking to open like restaurants and pubs if they've got gardens like by July. Even I'm not really sure how they're going to do that because like you're all going to share the same bathroom in the restaurant. So how are you going to like social distance like doing it's, that? It's impossible. So here everything is um, pretty much opening up. The only reason some restaurants are opening right now is because they're being extra cautious. But um, a lot of places are open for dine-in and um, takeout, obviously. And if they have outdoor seating, that's a little bit uh, better. But how it works here now is you if you're sitting inside, you have to stay um, six feet apart. So they'll usually either skip a booth or they'll hang a curtain in between each section. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. That must be weird. Um, but a lot of people are just doing it so they can be open. Um, what you do after that doesn't matter. Like, no one's actually taking it seriously. Most people have stopped wearing wow. masks. I'll still wear my mask going into um, a grocery store. But again just because i want to play my part but most people have already stopped doing that um it's not like i mean our president didn't really take it seriously from the start so that's probably oh, why man. yeah yeah that's her. <laughs> i remember him saying oh god some of the stuff he said what was it he was like um implied taking um disinfectant didn't he like drinking it or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's nuts yeah, he said oh, some. God. Um, yeah, he said some interesting things, especially about <laughs> the protests that are going on. He's not really. Oh, helping. I know. Yeah, he's not helping whatsoever. <laughs> he's just like fueling the fire, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. He's in support <sighs> I, of the police. Like, I still don't know how he got to be like president because your country is like huge. Like, it's meant to be, like, the best person, right, from, like, the population, and you've got, like, Trump. Like, that was, like, the best. Like, yeah. how did that happen? A reality TV It's crazy. Um, <sighs> there's just a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I think um, allowed him to be elected. I was doing some research. I'm not um, into politics all that much, but I have a lot of friends that have varying views, and um, mm. I just don't agree with what they're saying but i don't have the facts to argue with them so i've been doing a lot of research just so i can be like well i understand your point but according to the facts like this is this is what's happening yeah right now. um yeah like i know what you mean because i've had a bit of that with um so where i live is like um with the protests and stuff and the whole you know movement you know black lives matter like i've had a bit of like i'm a bit like the black sheep in my area because it's very like um very white area mm -hmm. and very conservative as well so they have they're not like racist but they have like they're not anti-racist if you know what i mean they have very so sheltered i've views. had a few yeah so they you know they're saying you know i don't understand the protests why they you know i feel sorry for the police and i feel sorry for like the looting and stuff like i don't agree with the looting but it's like part of a bigger thing and that's mm -hmm. quite hard to uh, explain um, a lot of the time. So I've had like a bit of like a few discussions and stuff with like friends and family to like ch not not change their views, but just explain it in a way where they can understand 
why it's important but it's hard so you must have that like yeah with the whole trump situation i guess yeah the country's super super divided um there's the people that are like on trump's side that um um just totally in support of uh, the police and there's the whole movement going on right now defend the police um and a lot of people are taking that at face value but that there's a lot of uh meaning behind defunding the police more than getting rid of it that's not what what people are really saying yeah they they just want people to be more focused on um um like mental health and all that kind of stuff like a police officer should not be going into a scene where a person is mentally unstable because they don't have the proper training um yeah but yeah trump i mean definitely from what i've seen so far and what he's pretty much said he he supports police brutality in a way um he just Mm. he's just not very good at uniting the country so regardless of his politics and what he's done for our economy um he's just very good at okay like you're gonna think this way you're gonna think this way now fight (laughs) um yeah oh my god so true and he's very much like it's my opinion or no one's opinion he's not very like uh like what's the word he can't learn from other people can he he's just got like an ingrained idea and that's like the only thing that's right (laughs) yeah absolutely um i really do hope this movement continues to press on and um uh make it a really big big impact despite what uh trump is saying i mean according to the stats i think um a few years ago i think only 40 percent of people were uh, 40% of voters were in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, and now it's like 50-something, 50, 50 or... Really? Yeah, 52, maybe. Um, so that's good. There's um, I, there's a lot of education going on, too. I think a lot of what the problem was in the past it is like people just fueling the fire, and now it's like, no, take a step back and learn the history, learn why we're doing this, um, yeah. learn what you can actively do. Yeah, definitely. Because I think that, um, what was it, last week and the week before, um, when I kind of used my page to amplify the whole movement, I was doing loads of research myself just to make sure that, you know, what I was saying was correct and things like that. And I watched, um, so I watched Thir- uh, 13th, which is a really good documentary on Netflix um, about kind of, yeah oh it's brilliant like mm-hmm. not, it's not brilliant for the for the content but it's no. it's an eye-opener definitely to how especially you know america is is treating those communities and then i followed um a few weeks ago i followed aja um aja Baba. i think that's her name i really hope that i said that right but she's really really educational i've learned so much from her and she does um i mean she's a brilliant person anyway like her personality is just like my type of person she's like completely apologetic about sorry unapologetic about who she is and she's just like if you don't like it unfollow me like I'm gonna have an opinion I'm not gonna be this person that's gonna appeal to everyone like she's really like real so I definitely like recommend following her as well she's brilliant uh I've made like I said I've I feel like I've followed a lot of people recently that you've promoted on your account so maybe I did I'm not sure I'll look into it um yeah maybe it's 
I I made sure when it, everything first started happening, I kind of jumped in and was reposting stuff, and then I I stopped. And I'm like, well, usually during these times, a lot of misinformation gets spread. So I deleted whatever I posted and I, I was like, OK, I'm going to educate myself and see what the situation actually is, what's false information right yeah. now, what's facts. And um, so, yeah, I also watched that documentary documentary and it was a huge eye opener, especially with the prison systems in America. Um, yeah, which is crazy. I, I was kind of aware of because I, I listened to tons of podcasts. So I've listened to podcasts about the prison yeah. systems. But I, that documentary really hit the nail on the head on just exactly how, um, I guess, uh, it's the thir- it's based off the 13th Amendment, um, that loophole yeah. of being able to kind of ha- still have slavery. It's just disguised in our prison systems. Um, yes, yeah, so mad. And like what got me as well was... Um um like so when I was younger I had like you know if there was um like a black man or something in when like walking near me I'd have like this reaction of like I'm a bit scared and that's because you know I've had so many years growing up like them painted in that you know criminal kind of way and when that when I watched the documentary I was like oh my god this completely makes sense like I have that irrational fear because it's been like beamed onto me for so long and it's so unfair because it's not true it's just a reason to incarcerate um people so yeah that was like things that was an eye-opener and then I made my parents watch it as well which was good I was like watch this (laughs) I know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make my friend watch it soon he's um he's a Trump supporter and he's not very active in the movie is right he? now, so um, I'm gonna make him watch oh. it. <laughs> I I like yeah, how I think that's all you can do. Like, yeah, just educate. Um, you can't really argue with people that have differing views. Um, you can't emotionally yeah. argue, anyways. Um, but I like I said, I hope this movement kind of keeps going forward. And as I said earlier, I kind of grew up in a small town. So whenever I travel back over there, it's only three hours away from here. So I go back and forth a lot. Um, yeah. It's a predominantly white neighborhood or city and uh, a lot of, I didn't realize it until I moved into a bigger city that the where I came from was really sheltered and the school I went to was um, predominantly white. There wasn't a lot of diversity. And as much as you um, don't want to say that, you have like racist tendencies kind of you like you said you kind of were instilled um with those Mm. thoughts of like be careful like going into a predominantly black neighborhood because so like x y and z can happen and uh moving now i actually live in a predominantly black neighborhood <laughs> so now oh, I'm, that's great i'm a little bit more uh diversified and living in a bigger city has um opened my eyes to a lot of things but it's really sad going back into my old town and just seeing um people not only taking the pandemic seriously but not taking the movement very seriously as well oh that must be hard yeah so i think um like what um kind of like you say you moved into a kind of more black neighborhood like for us here um it's usually when you go to university so like when you go to university it's like you get loads of different walks of life and you know like 
gay, trans, like black people, Asian people, all sorts. And I think um, it teaches you to, you know, not um, just be more accepting and kind of see, you know, just people. Um, but a lot of my friends, not friends, but people from school that stayed in my uh, town, they're the ones that, you know, they've stayed in this kind of white conservative community for so long. So they're the ones that are, you know, complaining about the protests and saying, you know, they've just not got that experience of being in like a multicultural environment. So I think that's why they just don't get it. So that's probably like the majority of your kind of the people you knew from your yeah. city is like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of my really close friends are obviously from the area that I just moved away from and I've kind of made it my mission. I'm, I'm going to kind of um, um, expose them to better experiences, I guess. Um, like I want to. Yeah, take do it. I want to take my one friend on a mission trip. I just want, because I went to Haiti a few years ago on a mission trip, um, and I got to experience really oh, yeah. um, third world country uh, poverty and helping them out. And it's that was also an eye-opener. And um, I just think if you don't experience something like that once, at least once in your life, you're just going to kind of be stuck in this bubble. Um, yeah. You're not going to grow as a person as much. Like you'll grow in your yeah. own way, but you won't grow and um, spread outward and kind of positive, positively impact other people, I guess. Yeah, that's great that you've done that. I'd love to do that. I know it was it was such an amazing experience. I was so happy, too, because it was free. <laughs> I was like, it was free. I, yeah, I was able to. My friend was going and I was her plus one. And um, it's an or, it's an uh, organization called Souls for Souls. So pretty much it's it's a nonprofit that um, collects used shoes from pretty much anyone and everyone. And yeah. uh, they they um, I'm pretty sure I think I have this right. They uh, take those used shoes and they help women in those third world countries develop a business for themselves, uh, selling those shoes and being able to make their own. Wow. Income. And then uh, the other side of it is they'll manufacture shoes, new shoes, and take them to those third world countries and give them to um, orphanages or uh, schools or kids that just need shoes in general. So that's amazing. When I went, um, like we would go to an orphanage, uh, we'd play with them, all that kind of stuff. And then we'd wash their feet and find the right shoe that fit them. Um, it was really enriching oh experience God. it was also really sad yeah. though because, yeah because um one of the things they told us was like you're gonna have people that come up to you asking you for water but we don't have enough water to give them so it's like you have to deny them oh. of something that we're so we're so privileged in that aspect is we we have fresh mm. water wherever we go pretty much that's amazing yeah, I need to do something like that because I never really did. Um, I didn't do any traveling either. So, you know, after like uni or um, whatever the equivalent is, you kind of do. Well, usually people go traveling and mm -hmm. do a year kind of backpacking and stuff. I didn't do that. I went straight into work. I was like, like straight into career. So I need to do that because like, I've just got on holidays, man. Like I need to experience <laughs> like the roughing it in the um like what they called not hotels hostels stuff like yes. that i need to yeah. do that yeah um yeah i i definitely recommend it it's um it's really amazing and i just reached out to the lady that's in charge of it recently 
um i want to get back into it because it's been a few years and um now that uh i don't really have a job at the moment i don't know when i'll find a job i want to at least use my free time to do something good and um i just want to kind of network and meet new people especially since yeah i'm, I'm in a better it. city now yeah yeah i'm, ex I'm super excited yeah oh man but well, i guess we'll see i'm not sure how traveling is right now um when it comes oh to yeah the pandemic <laughs> probably not the best time <laughs> i know i know soon soon um, I, guess, I guess we'll kind of see what happens but um yeah I, this year is like a write-off isn't it yeah not uh, a write-off but socially it's a write-off <laughs> uh, i was just looking at the calendar i can't believe it's halfway through june and uh we're going it's i feel like it's already the end of the year <laughs> like i'm already oh, thinking oh my god I'm already thinking about the new year and uh, what my plans are going to be. And I feel like I didn't even start um, this year. Oh, I know. And the worst thing is like, I'm, I'm like single at the minute and it's like the worst time to be single because you can't meet anyone because like you can't see anyone. And if you see them, you can't like hug even or anything mm -mm. or kiss or whatever. Um, so like, and then I don't know if you've got like dating apps where you are mm -hmm. like probably I'm guessing but like there's only so much small talk you can do before like your brain just begins to like implode in itself so I'm even not even engaging in small talk now because like it will be small talk for however long this lasts so I don't have the content for that <laughs> no I don't I I every time I would download a dating <laughs> app I would spend less than an hour on it total and I'll delete it I just it's the people that are on it maybe they're cool people oh, in man. person but like on the app everyone is so dull <laughs> i don't want to have a conversation with you um i think you're lucky in the aspect though that you didn't um get stuck quarantining with uh, a new person that you barely know i know a lot of people um got stuck there or a lot of relationships have ended during quarantine because people couldn't stand being wow. together that is, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I'm living with my um, parents and even some days I'm like, I just, I just don't want to talk to anyone today. So, like, I can imagine if you're, like, in a flat or something with, like, someone and they can be, like, the best person in the world, but, like, 24-7, it's just like, I need my space. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel lucky a little bit. I'm a I... nun, but I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got kind of stuck by myself. Um I traveled between my apartment and uh, my grandpa doesn't live in his house anymore so it's a vacant house so I would just stay there back in my old city um, so I'd kind of travel back and forth between houses but I would pretty much be alone the whole time the only people that I saw were my aunt and uncle because they like they were the people that I saw at the beginning of quarantine so we kind of exposed each other, I guess, to our germs. And um, <laughs> so, they, so yeah, pretty much they were almost the only people that I saw um, and up until like towards the end-ish. Um, well, it's still technically going on, but the end for us was like, <laughs> what month is it? Like the end of May, middle of May. People was stopped it? caring as much, yeah. I would vet people. Oh, I'd be like, have you been quarantining? Have you really been quarantining? Yeah. If so, then okay. <laughs> I think like the UK has been like typically British, like we've just followed the rules. Like, 
so hard. So like we've not broken them yet, really. I don't think. So I think this is going to go on for until most of summer. I think. Some um, yeah, I'm going to be a nun for that long. It would just have healed over by then. I think. I wish. I'll be like a oh. new new woman. <laughs> I'll be re-virginized. <laughs> I, yeah, just completely. That's funny. Um, I wish we would have <laughs> taken it seriously here. Just like everyone. I mean, I don't know if you saw the protests that were going on um, in America demanding us to open the economy again and demanding how they want haircuts and they want, yeah. they want to be able to play golf again. I only saw that when they were comparing it to the Black Lives Matter yeah. protests. I didn't think that, I had no idea that actually went on, yeah, yep. until then. So that's nuts. I remember seeing that and being like, are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? I, uh, the yeah. only, I have sympathy I mean, for the businesses that are really struggling right now, but I don't really mm. care that you can't get your haircut right now and i don't and a lot of people got unemployment checks so for those people that did then they shouldn't they shouldn't be sad because they're sitting on their couch getting paid um yeah we had the more, same yeah almost um i know that um a lot of people that were getting unemployment we got an extra 600 dollars a week so a lot of people were making more wow on unemployment than at their real jobs so that's crazy yeah yeah for a lot of people that were still complaining i'm like are you serious come on like for the people that didn't qualify for unemployment i understand their pain like how they have to start working yeah and then the businesses that um that rely on constant traffic i think the (laughs) The good thing is that we're both like women so like our hair can just like grow Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter right but like the amount of my guy friends that have like (laughs) done their own haircuts oh my god they are amazing like one of my um guy friends was like shaving his head and then like the um like the blade came off on the back of his head this is someone at work and so he's got like this massive line in the back of his head (sighs) And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so glad like I have a vagina right now because this would be my problem. <laughs> I feel bad for the people. So oh, I um I have naturally blonde hair and I'm trying to go back to it slowly. Um I what? I was just, I was dyeing my hair pretty much black for the longest time, a very dark, dark brown. And about a few months before quarantine started, I decided to start going light. And it's perfect timing because if I didn't, I would yeah. have like blonde hair and then like black hair. So I'm glad that I lightened wow. it up for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was your natural hair color. It suits you. Thank you. Yeah. So I, how blonde I, are you? Are you super blonde or? I don't really know anymore since it's been so many years of me dying it dark. <laughs> um, it seems like it's darkened up a little bit. It used to be really, really blonde. Um, mm. um, just like like uh not platinum blonde obviously but like the natural version of platinum blonde yeah Um, i want yeah i want to go back to blonde it's just been it's so much money keeping up with your hair (laughs) when you're dying i I never dyed my hair so this is like my natural natural color i've never yeah never dyed it but i used to um (laughs) it's funny actually so in this quarantine um so i used to like not have any eyebrows like hairs there like literally they were just like so sparse they just didn't exist and then um 
after the lockdown, um, I was just on Instagram like a stupid amount because there was nothing else to do. And I saw this like serum that would grow your eyebrows, right? So I was like, yeah, okay, like I'll try it because, you know, nothing else to do. So I started um, using it and they've actually like grown. Like I've actually got eyebrows for like, the first time in my life. So like the quarantine's been good for me because <laughs> I was like Voldemort before when I took my makeup off. But now you can actually see what expression I have. So that's yeah. amazing i feel like a lot of those <laughs> i see those and i don't believe that they work but yeah it works man wow i don't know if you yeah, can no, see i, I see them. Have hairs. <laughs> wow um oh god yeah i i dye my eyebrows i have i do have very very good eyebrows. eyebrows um so do i filled them in yeah i um i dye them especially since I dyed my hair dark, I would also look like Voldemort <laughs> if I were to take my makeup <laughs> off just because they're so light, you can barely see them. Yeah. So I, I constantly dye them and then I fill no, them good. in a little bit. Yeah, the things we have to do. I know, so much upkeep. Like, <laughs> But then actually, since um, quarantine as well, I've just not worn like, you know, foundation. I just don't wear it now. And I found like when I stopped wearing it, my skin actually got so much better. So now I don't even feel like I need it. It's like a con, isn't it? It's like, buy this makeup to look better. That actually makes your skin bad. So you need to wear it all the time. That's you know what how I mean? I had, um, uh, I had really, really bad acne growing up um, in my adolescence, I guess. And uh, I think that is actually why I was super insecure about myself for the longest time. I never wanted to go out. Like if I was having Aww. a... If I was having a bad breakout, I would just be like, nope, I'm going to stay home tonight, guys. I never really dated people because I didn't want oh, them to see you. my skin. Um, but I wore a lot of makeup, but I knew that it was making it worse, but I didn't want to um, go around with like tons of acne on my face without covering it up. I, I went on... Um, oh, bless you. I went on Accutane right after uh, I uh, graduated high school and that got rid of it. And during quarantine, I also stopped wearing foundation completely. Today's actually the second day I uh, put on foundation because I'm going to go um, to a winery <laughs> later and drink some Ooh, wine. Oh, that sounds good. I know. I'm excited nice. for that. Um, I've only recently got into wine. Like... I'm trying. I'm trying. I like wine, <laughs> I feel but like I like it's like an wine. adult thing. Yeah, yeah. Same, same thing with um, a lot of beers, like IPAs and craft beer. Um <sighs> can't stand beer i can't either but i want to get into it every time <laughs> i try it i'm like this is repulsive <laughs> i don't know yeah, how you like it's this. really like yeah but wine because like my parents are like wine lovers and they just have like i don't know where they get it from but they've just got like an unlimited supply um but i find it goes straight to my head so like i'm such a lightweight now <sighs> i don't know what's happened like not drinking enough i don't know but like one glass of wine and i'm like done just like yeah, like dancing around and like saying just loads of crap and stuff. <laughs> I need to train myself. <laughs> What's your like drink of choice? Uh, well, m morning always a mimosa. Um, I love margaritas. Like I said, I've been getting into wine, but it's like sweet wine. So Moscato's. Yeah. Sweet red wines. Um, I don't know. I like a... I like most cocktails that are sweet. I'm such a fruity person. I'm not oh, really a hard fruity. liquor. <laughs> <laughs> you're very cute. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah, I love. Um, so, have you ever watched Sex in the City? Because, like, literally, this is my life now. But they drink cosmopolitans in there. Yes, I had. That and yesterday. it's like this cranberry cocktail. Oh, it's just like that is the dream. That and gin and tonics. I love gin and tonics. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a gin and tonic actually. Um, I know what? it's like super basic, but when you said that, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I don't think I have that at all. I just built a. Um, oh my god. I just built myself a little bar top for my apartment and it's like my uh liquor cabinet kind of so i have i have Brilliant. all i have all the liquor now so i'm going to be making myself tons of cocktails i have uh gin as well yes. so i guess i'll try it try it try it and let me know what you think because literally the only only reason i started drinking gin and tonic was um when i was younger i used to drink too quickly and get drunk like just a, a bad amount like i'd have to be sent home a lot of the time so i was like i need to drink a drink that will that i won't like so i'll drink it slowly so i was like <laughs> i'll drink gin and tonics because i hate gin and tonics and then um started drinking it and then i was like i love gin and tonics so it like massively backfired i mean i can control it now but <laughs> at the time bad news i feel like that's usually what happens um whenever i don't like something <laughs> i force myself to consume it until i do like it um so yeah I, like I can relate to that. yeah yeah because i hate i hate oh, being God. limited to certain stuff i'm like i hate this thing yeah. so much i want to like it and i know i'll develop a palette for it i just have to consistently consume it oh i remember when i was younger as well <clears throat> so my parents are like i said like whinies and they had like this wine in the garage for like years and years and this is when i was really young so i wasn't supposed to be drinking um so i used to steal this wine from the garage and it was so old that like oh we used to drink so much of it it was so old that at the bottom of the bottle it was like crystallized and just like oh awful like really bad i, I had some awful awful drunken times in that when i was like 16 i think oh yeah because your age is older isn't it you can't um, drink until 21 right mm-hmm. yeah wow now I feel like the alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I live kind of up north, closer to Canada. So a lot of people would kind of take the drive to Canada where the legal drinking age in a lot of those places is 18. So oh. um, a lot of people will do that, especially the people right on the border. They'll just, they'll just go across the border to drink. Yeah. So when was the first time you got drunk? Oh, probably when I was um, 14 at my friend's house. Uh, her mom was not a good influence. <laughs> she would just uh, let us have whatever was in the house. And I think that was the first time I tried a cigarette too, which I don't smoke. Um, wow. That was the first and only time actually. No, I, um, I tried a cigarette. I did I did a lot of bad stuff like in those younger years and then I haven't done anything since really. Um I think I skipped <laughs> I skipped a lot of the the juvenile years and uh, went straight to a wine mom without kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I mean I probably experimented the most in my uni years. Um and I still go to Amsterdam quite a lot, but I can't smoke. I've never learned how to like inhale. I don't know how it's, it's awful. people do that without like, yeah, it's like having a fire in like your throat. So <laughs> mm-hmm. never learned that. But when I do go to Amsterdam, I do do um, like truffles sometimes. 
and they're like a hallucinogen so like it's the weirdest experience ever like amazing but really strange like you won't see stuff like that ever in your life wow. until you're like on those yeah i'd recommend them they're quite fun yeah i want to try it i'm just um i'm very cautious when it comes to that stuff i have a lot of friends that do do it i just haven't worked myself up to trying it just yet yeah i mean if you go to amsterdam it's all like because it's legal there so mm -hmm. it's all regulated and you know what you're buying and you can buy kind of like stoppers in case you know you feel like it's too much and then you can take those and it will kind of like stop the kind of trip from happening um so it's much more safer there but definitely always do it with someone because it's not fun on your own so no, I, but I couldn't. all i do is like yeah like all i do is watch um <laughs> like rom-coms or like comedies oh. on them and yeah. it makes it so funny like i'm crying like my body is like i'm lying on the bed and like my body is like jumping off the bed because i'm laughing so hard and i'm just like crying it's so, so good cute. oh okay that's another thing i have to put on my bucket list that's so many things i have to do now yeah. so many tv shows to watch um yeah but... two tv shows and then truffles yeah yeah so i guess uh i guess we can kind of start wrapping this up if you want to if you have any yeah. other um thoughts i guess you want to say or if you um if anyone wants to i guess follow your account and small boobs are badass there's a period in between every word though right yeah it's like a dot yeah 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 um i guess it's very niche though isn't it so i guess if anyone's listening that has small boobs yeah. um or flat chested or whatever um and you kind of feel like you've never belonged or you feel like you're isolated or that you know it's not welcome in society just um you don't have to even follow me just like look at the page and even read some of the stories because i think hearing the personal experiences from the girls is like the most valuable thing and you know it just shows that there's so many other women out there that have the same <clears throat> you know body type and have experienced the same insecurities as you so i think just you know take your time and and read through it and see you know if it if it makes you feel better about yourself and give it a follow oh but thanks so much for um inviting me to kind of have a chat with you it's been really good oh thank you all right let's see if we can end this properly have a wonderful night <laughs> yeah you too thank you all right thank you very much bye right, bye can I tell you a secret? I'm listening. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Welcome to Flick the Bean Podcast. What's going on, guys? I don't get you women. Cue the intro. Cue the intro. Cue the intro.